Got my sh my shield, my filter, Lego. my blanket. Let's go. Lego. 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 Man, Adam Silver has some controversial statements. The Celtics are red hot and AD goes down with an injury. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. How are you? I'm doing good, man. John, how you living? Life is good. Good to be here. <laughs> Sammy, how you living, my friend? Cannot complain, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. And you know, there's some news around the league. So we're going to start with some quick hits. And here we go. All right. Starting off with my favorite topic. It's back, baby. Ben Simmons. As soon as news comes of him getting traded to Brooklyn, what do we see within 24 hours? Oh, you know. Him shooting threes in a practice facility and making two in a row. Oh my. They really want Ben they really want Ben Simmons to start shooting over three. And on the other side, another another low light, James Harding showing Joel Embiid his patented step back move. And of course what happens in the next game? Joel Embiid tries that move and travels, takes about fourteen steps all the way to somewhere in Philadelphia. So Starting off with some quick hits with some two low lights. Yeah, and James Wiseman actually started five on five scrimmages, and it wasn't at the local training for our fitness like Ben Simmons with his threes. <laughs> so hopefully, with James Wiseman, he could come in and make some contributions because the Warriors are in desperate need of rebounding. He actually told the media that he's willing to do whatever it takes. Go out there, run the floor, block shots, get rebounds, and do the simple stuff. And opposed to his rookie year where they just threw him out in the fire and it right. got kind of ugly quick with the Nets, who were who was the first team that he played against with KD. Then we had Chris Paul doing Chris Paul things, throwing, throwing lobs and complaining to refs. <laughs> Threw a pass and it was deflected and he told the ref that his hand was hit and started complaining and quote accidentally bumped into the ref and was then accidentally ejected apparently and so there was a back and forth of did he do it on purpose or is this the ref's fault who's that who's responsible and by the looks of it to me I don't think he intentionally bumped the ref but the problem was he was trying to walk side by side and so eloquently make his point and I think this is where reputation comes into play Chris Paul has a very set reputation around the league I had to observe it with all of his brilliance with the Clippers he would also never stop talking and so I think the built-in reputation did him no favors here and he got thrown out <laughs> yeah absolutely you know we're gonna start with our first topic here Adam Silver has some statements about the New York City vaccine rule. Basically, he told GetUp that I ultimately, I think if ultimately that rule is about protecting people who are in the arena, it doesn't quite make sense to me that an away player who is vaccinated can play in Barclays, but a home player can't. To me, that's a reason why they should look at that ordinance. So guys, what do you think of this statement by Adam Silver? I mean, he's not wrong. It's definitely a double standard. But the first thought that comes to my mind is money, 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 money. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> yep. right? Kyrie is, despite what people think about him, he is one of those players that 
electrifies on the court. And he's a complete showstopper and people want to see him. And he's one of the cash cows for the NBA. So I think Adam Silver, obviously, while he does probably believe that it is a double standard, that why can an unvaccinated player come to Barclays, but a home player can't play in his own court? So to me, I completely agree with that. And we want to see Kyrie. We want the Nets to make the playoffs despite how much we hate super teams. Although everyone here kind of has a super team. So don't bash them. And yeah, I mean, I agree with it. What I wanted, what do you guys think? I I agree with you on this one. It just the logic doesn't make sense from in terms of the ordinance. The ordinance to me is either all unvaccinated players home or away can't play, or they can. And the the logic of this doesn't add up, and it's putting the Nets at a competitive disadvantage, and it's also going to lead to some questions in the off season. I think there's this assumption that the mandate is going to be lifted by the time next season rolls around. Hopefully it is, because that would obviously mean we're in a good place relative to the pandemic. But let's say it's not. Assuming Kyrie wants to play a full season again, isn't that all the motivation for him to leave and not want to go back and stay there? He's not going to be able to play full seasons there. Why would he stay? He's going to be able to play at most, call it 38 games, I believe, if they play the Knicks two or three times in MSG, so call it 39. Yeah. I mean, you're already, you're signing up to be less than a 50% player, and that's, of course, not counting injuries, which we all know he has suffered a lot of. So I agree with Adam Silver's logic. I just, I get the feeling that somehow something's going to happen or this gets cleared up in the next month or two, and by the playoffs, he's magically able to play every game. This is the rare instance where I'll say the... NBA should follow the NFL's lead in terms of their... Stop testing. (laughs) (laughs) We could say that. But, you know, it hurts. By Kyrie not playing, it hurts the fans. It hurts the NBA. And it just hurts the overall brand image and what they're trying to portray. Um, And if you think about it, this is just my take. Isn't it more dangerous that you have an unvaccinated player coming into the arena and letting them play versus your own forcing your own to get vaccinated like visiting players they go out to clubs like James Harden spend their dollar bills they're getting right. loose hey, hey, hey. they don't really like it's like it especially be, in New York especially in New York right they got some good chicken wings I'm assuming and they're talking yeah. JJ, really close JJ. to some people <laughs> that JJ, I'm not going to say <laughs> Are you, uh, are you saying that every player from the Houston Rockets is automatically making everybody less safer? Because I agree with that 100%. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But I think and we could... You, go ahead, Drew. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I was just going to say, like, and if you look at the stadiums, like, they're completely filled. And the fans, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, 25% of them are wearing the, a mask the entire time. Otherwise, they do the whole, like, chin strap thing. The and they're still for... screaming and, and cheering that's dangerous too and you're gonna tell me that the person or persons that you know where they've been for the most part you see them every day you're testing all the players that they can't play it's weird with adam silver this was all about timing right because at the beginning of this is like we're trying to do everything to make everyone safe yada 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 and now the state of the world right now or the united states at least these mandates are starting to drop 
and then Adam Silver drops this little nugget, right? This is very intentional. He wants yeah. it to change before the playoffs. Before the and playoffs. I think it might happen, right? Yeah, def- yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. This is this is definitely some evil Dr. Evil type timing here. Yeah. And it, it it was a calculated move and I think it's going to work for Adam Silver to be honest. I think it I think this mandate is going to is going to change and we'll probably see Kyrie on the court. I'm going to move us on to the next topic here. Adam Silver, he had comments about the James Harden and Ben Simmons trade and he wishes that it was it was handled differently. This is the quote here. I accept that there will always be conversations behind closed doors when teams are unhappy or players are unhappy. But the last thing you want to see is for these issues to play out publicly. One of the things I continue to do in my role is to think about ways we can improve the system. What do you guys think of this? I'm sorry, Adam Silver, but controversy sells. There's a reason that's true. All of us Uh here love the Bulls documentary during the pandemic when it was super boring. We all wanted to watch The Last Dance. We all love 30 for 30. It's part of the game, man. Am I right, guys? Or Yeah, no, I- you're, a, you're 100% right. And that, that's a great point, JJ, about controversy sells. And to add to that, I mean, Adam Silver, I don't know if he truly believes this, but in 2022, with information and media at the tap of our fingers, accessible to us with social media, with people for doing things for clout, there's no possible way he could even imagine to implement this, even if he wanted to. Nothing is in our world today is private, if you really think about it. Almost, almost everything. Yeah, and I, I don't think he really meant it. I think he probably got asked a direct question about what he thought about it and was giving out a PC answer because of exactly what you guys were saying. Like the, this kind of information drives social media. It drives the news cycle. It gets ratings. It does things where it makes the NBA a 12-month sport now, in yeah. a sense, where the offseason is just as interesting as the season. Why is that? Because what's happening with Ben Simmons was a big topic of last offseason. Is he going to get traded? It created topics in August where normally in August no one was talking about the NBA three, four years ago, right? Now there's still topics to talk about. So I think he secretly probably likes it maybe not some of the extremes of the news that was being reported but the fact that this stuff is out there and it's keeping the nba in the news cycle you have to figure it's it's a good thing for the league to have because it's not at the end of the day it's not news like players committing any sort of crimes or doing anything where it's you know really bad publicity or bad press it's more about trades and everyone loves talking trade who are we kidding we know Adam Silver leaked all this information. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you. drama, dude. And like yeah. people eat up drama. And the thing is, is that if you think about, you know, basketball in the 90s or even before that, the 80s, you know, you would hear stories, but not to the level like it is now where you're hearing it literally from the source. Like we actually know what these players are like behind closed doors. Right? right? We have an idea of their personality, their tendencies. I mean, we know these people way better. And that's the reason why the NBA is starting to creep up on the NFL is because people are becoming more and more emotionally invested in all of their superstars, right? It's social so, media. We invest in them. Right. And, and just to put a comparison on that, because you brought up Last Dance, do you remember when Michael Jordan was talking about his rookie year and he went to the hotel room 
and there were guys doing god knows what yeah could you imagine come on mj social media back then oh my stuff like that like Maybe that's what he's Adam Silver's talking about, but that's still what a driven ratings. But that snitches get stitches. Get over here! Don't snitch. Bob, before we talk more about that topic and get ourselves in trouble here, I'm gonna move us on to our next topic. Hold up. Oops, fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and up, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for the full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN Redline 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Anthony Davis was injured versus the Utah Jazz on Wednesday, but his teammates had to help him off the court. It was a very awkward fall. His ankle pretty much touched the ground as he was like twisting in the air. It was very strange, but he got x-rays. It came back negative. It's not a tumor. What did you guys think of one, the injury, and also, how do you guys think the Lakers are going to withstand the absence of AD? Okay, I'm going to start because <laughs> I've earned my right to start this topic. Dear At least diary. I think so in my, in my own head. Laker. Here yeah, we go. Dear diary, dear diary, as I was crying for hours last night. So I'll be the one to make the joke. I'll just start with that so that we don't... Let's just get it out of the way, okay? AD stands for... Doesn't stand for Anthony Davis. It stands for always disabled. <laughs> Get your laughs out. Go ahead. I apologize in advance, it's funny Laker fans. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Now on to my serious thoughts. So it was. It looked bad live. I was watching the game, and uh, you know, usually when you see an ankle sprain or an ankle turn, it's it's kind of doesn't go all the way but it extended all the way it was literally parallel with the court with the floor and that's nasty and it was kind of a freak accident i know we make jokes about anthony davis being injury prone which he is but this is something that would have happened to anybody he jumped he landed on rudy gobert's heel and it was really unfortunate because he would just immediately fell to the court writhing in pain and my immediate thought is man that could have been a fracture that looked like a fracture it looked like maybe a broken foot broken ankle and you feel for him you feel for anthony davis because he was already injured this year and he was playing well the last four or five games maybe he's had one mediocre game out of them but he's been averaging a lot of points he's been playing well playing with intensity and being the kind of anthony davis that we remember two years ago so to see it happen it was just unfortunate obviously as a fan basketball fan but as a laker fan it hurt me a lot more and it's uh, it's a good thing that the Lakers won the game. We're obviously desperate for wins in the, with the kind of season that we're having. 
and it's we're, we're it's tough because we have the hardest schedule ranked hardest schedule after the break mm-hmm. right and we have to stay afloat we're currently in the ninth seed and we were in the plan but we were at a disadvantage if we end up in these spots because we have to win two games instead of just one and you only get one chance um i'm sorry you you only get one chance right and so for me it's it's you know it's like injury after injury and i don't want to blame it on that every team has injuries but the lakers are just gonna have to you know pull up their straps really dig in look in the mirror and are they going to try to be a team that can make some noise in the playoffs right now obviously they're not nobody's taking them seriously but there's still some there's still 20 so or so games left and maybe they can get things together that's my hope with ad and i know this might rub people the wrong way but i do think the lakers should look into trading him and just see the options that are out there like during the off season during the off season and we've said this multiple times which is the best ability is availability and the one thing that you really have to factor is lebron james guys the complimentary player i know ad was a huge component of their success but the driving force of ticket sales um the driving force of the nba has always been LeBron for the past 20 years. And I think you just need to put players that could help him, not just for a few games, but throughout the whole season. There's no doubt that AD is a great player. We would never question that. But at this point in time, he LeBron needs help. That's straight up the main issue. There were right. always title contenders but what has limited the Lakers' success? Injuries. And just like John said, injuries do happen, but ooh, AD, it becomes a great concern when it's now a pattern and an annual thing of injuries. Right, and along that line, I would look potentially into trading him too. I think LeBron James or not, this season seems shot barring a miracle. Just because obviously they weren't playing well with all three of them in the lineup anyway. Although Davis has been better. The question now becomes though with him, is his value going to start to depress? Oh. Because of this year and because of the injury concerns and what have you. So in looking at LeBron's career outside of the 2020 title, which I think was one of the most difficult titles I've ever seen to win, but was obviously an unusual circumstance where he got to rest and recharge where you normally wouldn't because of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look at the Cavs teams that were the most successful and the Miami teams that were successful, the second star was always another guy who could handle the ball. It was Dwayne Wade. It was Kyrie. It was someone who could take the load off of him and create offense on their own, right? And as good as Davis is and has some level to do that, that's not obviously his primary game. The guy's almost seven feet tall. So if they can make a deal to get someone like that, I know the obvious answer that everyone's going to bring up is Dane but to me Portland has no reason to trade for Davis it doesn't do anything for them right now because they're clearly looking to rebuild right so if you can find a guy like that and the numbers will work you can do that Westbrook becomes an expiring you can use his contract purely to bring in more talent and then all of a sudden maybe you retool in a whole different manner next year what the big thing to me though is whoever those guys are if they choose to go that route 
it's players who predominantly will play at least 75 to 80 games. Who, who's your guy? Because of the injury concern. Let's make. What's that? Who's your guy? Let's make John either happy or very sad right now. That's an interesting question, <laughs> and I'm trying to go around and think like who, who is that player that might be available that would fit that role. I'm trying to go through and figure that out. Let's see if we can come up with something on the fly here. Um, a Dame type player makes sense. I just like I said, I don't think Portland's going to make that deal. They have no reason to. So you look at maybe Beal, if Washington is convincing themselves that they want to be a playoff team. Which, yeah, I mean, I well, when you're trading somebody like an Anthony Davis or another star. You're really not going to get equal value. That it just doesn't work that way anymore. Mm-hmm. Usually, the team that needs to trade the star is at a disadvantage. They're the ones who don't have much leverage. So I'm thinking something along the lines of a Jalen Brown package, or something along those lines. And honestly, that's probably what that's probably realistic to me. Although I wouldn't be particularly happy with that. I think. I don't know, man. I I love Jalen Brown. Um, no, I like him too a lot. I just don't. I don't think he's on Anthony Davis type level when he's healthy. I think so. Th- this is the thing about the Lakers situation right now. I think they were they were hoping that with Russ, AD, and LeBron, they could form enough chemistry to perhaps jump up to maybe the five spot to hopefully play the Jazz. Now I'm really concerned for them because they're they're definitely going to be in the play-in. Or I think they're going to be in the play-in. And then they're going to have to face like either the Suns, Warriors, or Grizzlies after that. And I'm not sure they're going to be strong enough to take any of those teams down. John, which which team would you rather play out of those three? This Of the Suns, the Warriors, and the Grizzlies? The Grizz, yeah. Wow, that's... Okay, before you guys call me a homer... I, last year, when we played the Suns, I'll remind everybody in the playoffs that we were actually up 2-1 True. in the series. And then AD got hurt. So, and I know people are afraid of the Suns, but I think I'd, ra- I'd rather play them over the Grizzlies and Warriors. I know that's, maybe you guys will disagree, but what? I still look at Chris Paul and I'm like, I see what you do in the playoffs. Yeah. I see what happens. <laughs> now I'm hoping it happens. I really yeah. want to see that. I want to see how that plays out. No more Dennis Schroeder, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I go back? Go ahead. Sorry, go really ahead. Quick. Go ahead. Uh, so the hypothetical trade while you guys were chatting, I was also just looking at the standings. And if you're not getting equal, the only way you're getting equal value, right, is if you find that disgruntled star. Right. I would hate this as a Clipper fan because it would be a great trade for the Lakers. But there's a, a certain guard in Utah who's making a lot of noise that he's not happy there anymore. Ooh, Donovan. Donovan? Let's say, sake of argument, Utah doesn't want to tank or anything, and they decide, you know what, we want to get as good a star as we can back. Dude, LeBron he's James perfect. and D. Wade 2.0? What's yes. up? That's a perfect fit, in my opinion, because he Mitchell can clearly carry the offense, and he's durable. He missed a few games this year with a concussion, but... He plays. He's always there. Interesting. Jo- so John's heart is would, fluttering right now. That would be like a perfect scenario for the Lakers where if he just demands out, I know he's talked about Northeast, but if the Lakers were to come up and that presented itself, that kind of scenario to me is like 
perfect, perfect world for the Lakers. And then you could turn around and take Westbrook and trade him for pieces, a couple wings, things like that. Because to me, the center and the bigs position at this point, you fill in with like bit pieces. When were they successful? McGee was there, Howard's there, players like that. Guys you can get for five, six, seven mil. You put pieces around them, all of a sudden you've rebuilt the depth of the team and you've added that second guy who can create offense. Yeah. I, I just don't. I don't know if Jazz would. The Jazz would do. That. I don't know if the Jazz would do it either. This is That's a scenario true. where it's like they don't want to rebuild, and they want to just grab another star. So maybe they go if if Mitchell just demands out and says he won't play. It's like that kind of thing. I think it's 5% likelihood that they would actually do it, but that's the kind of thing that would click in my head of this is the perfect move for the Lakers. And Jazz, the Jazz go Twin Towers. Either that or, go, or they turn around the Trey Gobert too. Oh my, Twin Towers. I'm going to move us on to the next topic here. The Celtics have quietly won 9 out of their last 10 games. They defeated the Pelicans, Heat, Hornets, Pistons, Magic, um, Nets, Nuggets, Hawks, and the 76ers. They are red hot, and no one expected them to be this hot. But 538 projects that the Celtics are the most likely team to make the finals and the most likely to win the finals according to their analysis. I'm absolutely stunned. I'm shocked. Someone... What do you guys think of this? 538 also predicted that Hillary Clinton would win and rule the world. (laughs) She didn't win? (laughs) Next segment. Next segment. 538 is also sponsored by Bill Simmons. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Man, we're just going to make everyone hate us for this one. Um, I know. Well, for the Celtics, I think that they have a good sign of a great team because of their defensive rating. The clinic has always stated that chemistry, defense, will win you a high number of games and get you far in the playoffs. And they've been balling, man. Uh, Derek White. Absolutely. Even though he shot 4-4-14 on Sunday, they've been playing really great. My only concern is that they still don't have an MVP type player to take them far in the playoffs. And for the past how many championships, it's always been best player on the best team wins the whole thing. And the Celtics, they're still struggling on offense, especially with Tatum and Brown. We've been saying this for quite some time now, which when are those two going to get into that echelon level? And I don't know. We haven't really seen it yet. I mean, it looks promising, but until I see the superstar results from those two, I'm going to hold my judgment as them as title contenders. Sorry, uh, 538. <laughs> the problem, too, is the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Because at best, they're probably going to be the five seed. So... Does anyone honestly believe that they would be in some level or some order Philly, Miami, and Chicago? Or some mix of those three? Right. I, I can't see it. The only, and this is reaching, but the only comp I can see is if Tatum takes a step up in the playoffs and they do their best version of the 2011 maps. Because that team wasn't as star-studded as that Heat team that they beat. But that's... Like Jay was saying, Tatum would have to take a huge step in the playoffs for that to happen, and then they would just lock everyone down. 
so I don't know exactly how this model projected them as most likely. I think they could maybe surprise somebody in the first round, maybe, but I can't see them getting past the second round. I don't have much to add because Sammy and JJ pretty much summed up everything, but I will add this. 538, you're tripping. Hell no, the Celtics aren't going to win the championship. <laughs> Hell no! No bias from the Lakers fan. I, I, I will say this. Um, I, I'm going to give the, the Celtics some credit here. There have been games where Jason Tatum goes absolutely nuclear. There have been some games where Jalen Brown has gone absolutely nuclear. I think you could maybe make a case that if you combine them into one person, you have a superstar, a consistent superstar, and you're just hoping they take turns, right? That if one is off, the other one's going to go. The good part about this is that they're finally playing defense. They're In the last 10 games, they're first they're first in defensive rating and I think they're third in defensive rating right now overall for the whole season Ime Udoka I think is their new coach yep that man knows how to teach defense obviously but the crazy part is that that ball if you watch the like the recent games it is slinging around it has really good ball movement the energy is good they all seem to like each other Derek White was a good addition. I I feel some positive things coming from this team, but not that positive. Come on, 538. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. There's man. no way. There's no way. Anyway, I'm going to take us to our next topic here. Pelican superstar Zion Williamson may have a second surgery on his injured foot. What do you guys think of this news? I hate it. I hate it just because we saw flashes of what he could be. Hate it. And we're getting closer to what if we're getting we're getting a little closer to Greg Oden territory. Yeah. And I I hope we don't end up there for the for Zion himself personally and for the NBA because the league is better with players like this playing. It just makes you wonder did he rehab too hard and we're just not hearing about it because he's kind of slipped out of the spotlight? Has this whole thing been worse than it was to begin with? And what do the Pelicans do at this point? Last time they had a star, he forced his way up. And there's been rumors flying that Zion doesn't want to be there, but now his trade value has to be at an all-time low, right? So what do you do if you're the Pelicans? I, I don't think you can trade him right now, but maybe someone will think they can get him fully healthy and make an offer and they'll think it makes sense to get back on the court because they want to make the playoffs right away. Yeah, I agree with you, Sammy. I don't think they should try to trade him now just because it's the value would be so low and we haven't seen him play in a long time. He's obviously out of shape. So I think they should take a chance, get him to play, get him healthy, get him to play, and hopefully he plays well. But then I do, I do think that the Pelicans should try to trade him. And for all my visual people here, Zion Williamson is built like Aaron Donald, and he plays like Ja Morant. So you can only imagine what that kind of that kind of play does to your body over time. Jumping that high, running that fast, and being that heavy. He's got to do something different, obviously. And, and I hope he stays healthy, like Sammy said. He's, he's one, he's ty- that type of player that's one in a million, one in, once in a generation. But if he can't stay healthy, it doesn't really matter. 
Zion has only appeared in 42% of the games since New Orleans drafted him. And I don't know guys, like when you're heading into the Greg Odin territory, where they just dropped that stat that Odin played three more games than him for the first three seasons that they've been in the league, that doesn't look promising. And just from a business perspective, I think you need to cut your losses and move on while you can. Excuse That's, there's me. There's part of me that wants to say that, but you know, Zion is that generational talent that when we saw him at Duke, everyone was saying, hey, he's the next big talent since LeBron James, which is a huge statement. He's not like LeBron James. He doesn't have that much of a talent like LeBron James, but his hype was pretty big coming out of that year with John Morant. Like to be straight up, and I think we're holding on to that image of Zion dominating the middle, the key, with super quickness. Yes. But to be out of the league for almost three years, that's a whole different story. So I have my yeah. reservations about this. I, I absolutely agree with, with what you just said. I will say this though, I, I think the Pelicans should cut ties with Zion Williamson. I think one of the big reasons is that his family was asking for him to get traded. Exactly. So he's, he's unhappy, right? Who knows him better than his own family? So it's unhappy. And if you're the Pelicans, you're just hoping that magically he gets happy, he gets okay, and he wants to try hard. He might just need a, a change in scenery, and you might not ever get him back on the court, and he's just gonna stay injured, right? Another Greg Oden situation. Why not look for a trade where you still could get some value back, right? Yeah. Because he's, un he's unhappy. And you plus you sent him to rehab in Portland. Yo, you know no. that's where big men <laughs> Injuries go to go die, to, right? To die. <laughs> like, what hey. are you doing? Hey, Why did you Zion. send him to Portland of all places? Come on now. Hey, and Zion, if you're unhappy, you can uh, reach out to some people who might have an expert opinion on this. James Harden and Ben Simmons. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I know we're split on this um, a little bit. It makes it kind of interesting. You know, that's all we have for tonight's pod. I want to thank you guys for being on. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Hey, thank you listeners. Hopefully a uh, slam dunk contest will be a home run this weekend. <laughs> oh man, I don't know about that. John, thanks for being on, man. Juan Toscano Anderson. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs> Sammy, thanks for being on. Just as another public service announcement, please, please, friends, do not bet on the dunk contest, but enjoy it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, plug, plug diagnosing the lines real quick. All right, uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna start diving into some same game parlays on uh, DraftKings starting next week and dropping some occasional just thoughts picks we like on Twitter. But we'll be back with a segment next week, going into the second half of the season on games picks we like, maybe some futures. Absolutely, and shout out to our video producer RJ. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review, and also set your downloads. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All NBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All NBA. I'm Rosa Panta. This is The Clinic All NBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs>